Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year, for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now, and you can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Sophie Cousins is the author of The Good Part. Sophie worked as a TV producer in London for more than 12 years and now lives with her family on the island of Jersey, one of the Channel Islands located off the north coast of France. She balances her writing career with taking care of her two small children and longs for the day when she might have a dachshund and a writing shed of her own. She is also the author of This Time Next Year, Just Haven't Met You Yet, and Before I Do. Welcome, Sophie. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss the good part, which I could not put down. I loved so much. I still have to post about it. It was so good. I like inhaled it in two days. So I'm so excited to talk to you about it. Ah, yay. Just what I like to hear. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's like I, I read every word and I don't always get a chance to do that with this podcast because I do one 
episode every single day. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to clear the weekend. Anyway, it was amazing. I loved it. I just loved it. So oh, thank you very much. <laughs> okay. So tell listeners what the book is about and where you came up with this idea. So this book is basically the story of Lucy, who is 26, and she is not having a great time in life. She is struggling at work. She's living in not a great apartment with not great flatmates, and she's not really having fun on the dating scene. And she's just got to the point where she kind of wants to skip ahead to the good part of her life, where she's a little bit more sorted, she's doing well at work, and she's found her person. She's kind of tired of kissing all these frogs. (laughs) And one night after a particularly horrendous night out, she stumbles upon a wishing machine and makes this wish to skip to the good part. And when she wakes up, she is in bed with a man she doesn't know, uh, wearing a wedding ring, and she realizes that she is now 42. So it is a story of literally skipping ahead and uh, what you would do if you suddenly missed 16 years of your life. So great. So where did this come from? You have all these great ideas for all your novels. They're all like, what if, what if, you know, how did this one, where did this come from? Oh, in your thank life? you. Well, I have to kind of um, give some tribute to those brilliant 90s and early 2000s films like Big and 13 Going on 30 and Freaky Friday. I am a huge f- fan of films like that. And I think I was watching Big and I was thinking to myself, like, jumping from 13 to 30 is it's probably would be as big a jump to jump from young adulthood to old adulthood. You know, being a child wishing to be an adult, you don't really know what it is you're kind of asking for. And I kind of feel that when I look back at myself at 26 and the person I was and what I wanted and what I found hard in life, I did think, wow, being kind of, are we middle-aged? I don't know, I guess. Yeah, in your 40s is is a world away. And that just planted the seed of an idea for me of thinking, oh, what would that story be? And what would it what would it feel like? So yeah. And then as soon as I had that idea, sometimes books take a little bit of time and a bit of mining to kind of find the gold. And with this one, it was just one of those ideas that just hit the ground. And I was like, I have to write this book. So it's so funny because when you think about fast forwarding time, you don't think about the sad parts Right. Obviously, this is one of the main things that Lucy sort of contends with, in addition to the fact that she's a stranger to everybody in her life. And, you know, that's obviously quite unnerving to wake up sort of not knowing the people who are the closest to you. And But anyway, but there are things like loss and things that happen that she missed that are, are really sad. So tell me a little bit about the role of all these things that happen to all of us, right, that are unavoidable. Is it worth it skipping through it or is living through it part of what makes us who we are? Yeah, I mean, I think especially when you're young and you're you're just desperate to kind of get ahead and um, get through the sort of boring, tedious bit, you're very much thinking about sort of, oh, it's like that, that phrase sort of, I'll be happy when, dot, dot, mm-hmm. dot. And you think, you know, I'll be happy when I've got a better job or I'm just earning a little bit more money or I have a little bit more security or I've met my person. And I think sometimes we miss the fact that there will also be lots of things that happen, like you lose a parent or lose a friend or there's illness and grief. And I mean, this is just all part of the rich tapestry of life. And so while you're missing, wishing away some of the bad stuff, you know, you're also going to be missing that kind of, it's not it's not fun stuff, but it's that nuance that makes us who we are. And, you know, what Lucy finds when she's married to Sam, her husband in the future, is that they have a very long shared history together and good stuff and great stuff and falling in love, but also quite some quite sad, quite, you know, tragic stuff. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, this is one of the big difficulties for Lucy in the book is thinking, you know, is that something she wants to live through again? Is this a good future? Is it a bad future? Or, you know, can she ever understand what her future self has become if she didn't actually live it as well? So it's quite a difficult one. Yes. Well, you had so many funny things about getting older, both like how she feels about her body and the things that maybe we were worried about when we were younger, like the wrong things, you know, <laughs> yes. like, or you don't appreciate enough until they're gone. Like, like I you know, like I never wore a bikini when in my twenties, cause I didn't think I had a, you know, flat stomach. And now I look back and I'm like, what were you thinking? You should have yeah. worn a bikini to everywhere you went. You looked fine. <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh. So funny. There were also a lot of references to technologies that don't exist or things that maybe you were wishing did exist in the future. So tell me about some of those like things that you invented. Yeah. So again, sort of when I was contemplating, like, you know, what would it be like to skip forward 16 years? And often, you know, books about the future, they're quite sort of, you know, it's not it's not a really positive view of kind of what the world might look like, or it's like a post-apocalyptic or, you know, terrible. And I was thinking, oh, but what about those little things that will change? Like, you know, having a a self-driving car or a car that gives you motivational talks as you go to work in the morning, or, you know, the fact that we don't have bank cards anymore, we just kind of scan our hands. So I wanted it to be a world that felt familiar because ultimately it's about a book about human experience and love and choices and decisions. I didn't want it to feel like she'd skipped to a completely bizarre future universe, but I did enjoy throwing in a few details that made you think, hopefully, oh, I wonder if we will have that in the future. (laughs) Or, you know, I wonder if we will be having drones deliver our shopping to us and things like that. fun to think about. Oh my gosh. I mean, everything that helps with driving is a huge plus for me. I'm not like the best driver. I have no sense of direction. So even Google Maps has been like life-changing. So yes, <laughs> the cars exactly. you invented. Yes. Thank you. I will take that. <laughs> and yeah, her future car has the voice of Stanley Tucci as well, which yes. I was like a little detail that I thought that would make life better, right? If you had Stanley Tucci guiding you through your, your day and giving you positive affirmations, you know, that can never be a bad thing. <laughs> And one of the many things you do very, very well is the depiction of female friendships and the closeness you have, especially with the women that you've been friends with for so long, which most of us have, right? This very, very close relationships, time and place, what you went through together that will stay through the test of time. But another thing that you do is develop characters who are not like part of the central narrative and then make them into sort of full teaching a lesson, right? Or full-blown things like the man upstairs, I'm always forgetting his name, who, you know, there becomes more and more to do with it. Mr. Shipley? Mr. Shipley? Mr. Finkley, Mr. Finkley. Mr. Finkley, sorry. And sort of the role of loneliness in the world, because that is also something you explore because Lucy herself feels quite lonely, even though she's surrounded by people because she doesn't know them. And then you have sort of this, you know, alter thing going with him and his loneliness and what you assume about different people And then when you get to know them, what you find out. So tell me a little bit about them and the role of his character and the development of that in relation to everything. So I think, and again, this might be a personal thing, but I think often in your 20s, you are quite sort of self-absorbed in your own narrative and sort of what you want and your goals and aspirations and where you want to be. And I think actually something about getting a little older is looking around and sort of seeing 
other people's experience and also realizing that, you know, nothing is ever kind of black and white. And I think that is something as well in your 20s. You're around friends a lot. You have a lot more. You do have a lot more time, even though you don't have much money. And she perhaps takes for granted the fact that it's even though you might be all living like students and not have a penny to rub together, living with your friends and waking up every day with your friends is is also an amazing experience. And when you suddenly find yourself in a family and you've all got commitments and you've all got children, there just is less time for that. And it's sort of that's something I reflect on as well is sort of those the advantages of your 20s that you sometimes take for granted. And also, yes, yeah, so she has this neighbour, Mr. Finkley, who she just sees as an annoying neighbor who's always flooding her apartment and she doesn't really give him the time of day. And, you know, when she jumps forward to the future, she actually finds him, even though he's quite eccentric, quite fascinating and interesting and sort of takes that time to get to know his story and not just dismiss him as a kind of weird old character. And I think that's something we can all be a little bit guilty of as well, is just not slowing down and taking Mm -hmm. a minute and hearing what someone's story is. And I love in my books, I like to, you know, it's usually a central romance or love story and friendships, but I do also like, yeah, to pepper in these other thoughts and characters and takeaways, which I'm l- glad you picked up on. <laughs> when we first met, I interviewed you for an Instagram live when you were the GMA book club pick for your first book. That was yeah. only a couple of years ago. This is now like your fourth book. You've been cranking them out, right? I was like, how did I, mi- I think I missed some of these books. Tell me about the pace at which you're writing, how you're coming up, like, how are you doing this? How many do you have like in the pipeline coming up? And yeah, just the the pacing to get all of this done. Yeah. So I think when you first want to be a, a writer, you just want to get your stories heard and you just want to get published. And when this time next year came out, it was an incredible experience for me because it was a Good Morning America book club and it was a New York Times bestseller. And it was this big sort of the perfect launch for a book that any author could want. And then you sort of think, oh, I've done it. Great. Brilliant. And then what you don't realize is that then they the publisher expects you to publish a book a year keep keep the momentum keep the supply and you know especially for commercial fiction it's not necessarily that with a literary novel you know you might spend four years contemplating what you're going to write about and perfecting the kind of poetry of the prose but with commercial fiction it really you know people want books by you every year and sometimes that's easy and sometimes that's really hard especially when you have other things going on i've i'm really excited that i've written the screenplay for this time next year which is coming out later in the year as film oh my gosh so working excited. on other adaptations and there's various other kind of scripting opportunities and yeah it is quite difficult to juggle juggle i'm i'm now drafting my fifth book which and i feel very grateful to be published and to continue to be published but it does become a little harder sort of balancing you know promotion and all the social media and all these thing, things you can do to promote the book while also actually thinking of the ideas and getting your head down and putting the words on the paper which is often yes. the loneliest hardest most boring bit <laughs> I have to send you, I have a novel coming out in March, but it's all about this. It's like a best-selling author and trying to write another book and all the things that get in the way of doing that. And anyway, yeah. it's uh, yeah. a unique... And there's something so delightful about when I wrote this time next year and I just didn't really think anyone was going to read it and I was just on my own and I had a job and I had little children and it was just me and my computer alone at night and my expectations were really low. And actually there's something like that was almost, maybe I'm looking at it with really rose-tinted glasses, (laughs) but there was something quite delightful about that. Whereas now, once you're in the system of publishing, you know, 
it's much harder and there's an expectation and you want it to be as good as your last book and you don't want readers to be disappointed and you want to get in the same shops that your last book came in. So there's kind of all these other fanfare and politics and complications that take away from the pure joy of telling a little story. (laughs) That's one of the things I think I was most surprised about when I started talking to authors. I just assumed people who had written multiple books and had many books in me, they wouldn't have to worry about a thing. Like they were set. But it turns out you worry about every book or maybe not to the extent at the beginning, but every book you have to like go down this whole rabbit hole of emotions, right? And how can it, you know, just like what you were saying, is it, will it be in the same stores? And what if it's worse? And what if it doesn't do well? And then will I get another book? And da, da, da. It's like a whole thing. And this really hit home for me when I went for a coffee with this writer who is way bigger writer than me. And he's, you know, often in the Sunday Times and New York Times bestseller list. And he was saying, you know, the disappointment for him when his book came in at number two rather than one, number one. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and I was thinking, oh, are you kidding me? That's, yeah. I mean, that level of sales compared to what, but then you realize everyone, you know, it's a massive spectrum. Some people would, oh, well, you must be just happy to be published or you must just to hold your book. And at the beginning, of course you are, but you can't help your, you know, as the, the benchmark moves and then, you know, you can't help but just want readers. That's what every writer wants. They want readers. Wow. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So when you're furiously, quickly writing different novels. How do you do it? Do you outline each book? Do you just start and jump in? I mean, all your characters are so well-developed, so you must have some sort of framework before you start, I'm guessing. But maybe I'm wrong. No, funnily, have you heard the expression of being a pantser or a planner? Mm -hmm. This is, yeah. So I'm very much a pantser, and I wish I was a planner. I usually have a concept. So like with The Good Part, I knew... I, you know, it's a very clear top line concept of a girl who, you know, skips forward 16 years of her life. And I had a very clear image of the ending and what the ending would look like. But the journey there, I had no idea. And I think um, for me, that's the fun of writing is just to know the character and put them in a setting and sort of see where it takes me. And lots of the humor as well I find in the book is just scenes that kind of jump into my head and happen there and then. 
But it, it means I overwrite and it may, means a lot of stuff gets wasted because you write stuff that then doesn't go in and you have to rewrite. And actually, my editor was talking about this time doing a plan and trying to be a planner. And I tried and I can't do it. No. <laughs> I find it too constricting. So I've thrown it out and I'm just doing it how I always do it, which is making it up as I go along and then fixing it at the end. <laughs> wow. Wait, what can you what else can you say about the adaptation for the first book? So I've seen it. It's finished. Wow. It's got Lucien Laviscount from Emily in Paris and Sophie Cookson, who's a wonderful actress in it as the leads. Yeah, I was on location watching some of it filmed and it's really cute and romantic. And I'm not 100% sure who the distributor is going to be, but hopefully this time next year, it will be available to view <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> wow. I need to be able to pursue all the different ways of getting stories out into the world, especially as a mom. And the scenes, I should have like led with this, but the scenes of Lucy and the kids who she are who are strangers to her, essentially, it's like being a nanny or something. You have to come in and they depend on you and you're responsible and oh my gosh. And how she develops, especially her relationship with Felix, was so wonderful. I mean, his voice was so specific. I feel like I know that kid. Tell me a little bit about writing that relationship and through falling in love with your kids and the fact that not everybody does fall in love with them immediately. Yeah. And again, this is for me thinking about what the difference between being 20 in your early 20s and being in your 40s is, is that I think in your 20s or 30s, if you haven't had children yet, you have that romanticized idea of what motherhood would be like of, you know, just having a little child call you mummy and walking in the park and like dressing them in cute outfits. I mean, maybe again, this was just me being completely deluded. But the reality is so, it, it's like the biggest emotional roller coaster you'll ever go on. And it has the highest, highest moments of complete unadulterated love. But it also has these moments where you really have to deal with your own darkness of the soul of it's just so hard. It's so tiring. It's so, you know, it, it's, there's no rule book and you're just making it up as you go along. And that is definitely something I think all parents discover. And so, again, I thought it wouldn't be fun to just to drop Laura in the, Lucy, sorry, I'm getting my protagonist mixed up, <laughs> drop Lucy in the middle of this. And what, I think there's a line where she says, oh my God, how how have we got to this stage in history and no one's like f solved, solved childcare yet? And it's like, you know, dropping an external person into trying to juggle a job and, a, and you know, a childcare and a sick kid which does seem mad. How has no one solved this yet? It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense. So yeah, I really wanted to write. And also I think, it, you know, people, when you're a mother, your your relationships with your children are obviously some of the most important relationships in the world. And it's a love like you'd never experience. So I wanted to put that in as something that she discovered along the way. And, and it's not something you just wake up and you're a mum and, you know, that you're in love with them. It is something that she learns in the book. And again, I, I don't see that depicted very often in literature. So that was, yeah, I was, I was kind of excited to, to cover that and dig around. <laughs> that was a real waffly answer. Sorry. <laughs> How have you found the writing community? Like, are you good friends with other writers near where you live or around the world? And what are some of those relationships like? Like, do you have a BFF writer friend who's also like, tell me about that and friendships in the writing world. So, I mean, thank God for the internet, because I live on an island called Jersey where there's maybe three other writers. So I do really value actually being able to jump on and chat to 
people who are doing the same thing and having the same struggles and challenges. And so, yeah, I do have a few. There's one particular, Cheska Major, whose book just came mm-hmm. out, is, um, mm-hmm. Nerese Witherspoon's pick, and she is a wonderful person and a really good sounding board for all of these things. She's an invaluable writer friend of mine. But I also struggle with this because I think naturally I'm an extrovert. I used to work in TV. I loved being in an office full of sparky, creative, funny people. And most of what writing is, is is being alone with your plot and having to work it out yourself. And while I really value those friends who I can ring up and say, oh, what do I do about this? I'm stuck. Help me. At the end of the day, it is a really lonely job. And that's probably one of the hardest things that I find about it is not having enough sounding boards and not having enough of the social. Like I love doing things like this because I like talking to people about books. (laughs) I I do too. I know this is, this is the crazy part, right? We're alone. And yet I feel like it's like going to coffee with a friend or something. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's amazing. So what advice do you have for aspiring authors? I would say just keep writing volume. I think when I was trying to be a writer and I wasn't getting published, I kept trying to wait for the perfect idea or being rejected and then sort of giving up on writing for a few years. And actually, what's been amazing about being a published writer is that the way you get better is just to write. You know, writing a book a year, I'm such so much better writer now just because I am writing a huge amount and you learn from doing. So my advice would be anyone who wants to be a writer, just keep writing, keep writing, enter competitions. That's how I got started. I entered a writing competition to get a chapter published. And, you know, any it, it can seem overwhelming to try and write a whole novel and to try and send it out to submissions. So start small, do short stories, do little competitions and yeah, just keep the words flowing. If you could jump forward or backward to a different age right now, where would you go? What age? Oh, good question. I would go back to childhood, I think. I'd be scared to go forward, but I just be, I sometimes think again, I took school for granted of fact, I found it quite boring at the time and sort of, I hated the rules and being told what to do. And now the idea of sitting in a lesson for half an hour and learning about history and then doing half an hour about chemistry. I mean, how delightful. <laughs> I would, I would and, and just chat to your friends all day and be, you know, be fed meals in a packed lunch and not have to make it. And it's just, I feel like if you could live your life in the wrong order, all jumbled up, you could have like a day of being seven and then a day of being 40. And then you would just appreciate every, that would how to be, that would be the way to be genuinely present in your life because you would take everything. You'd really appreciate all of that stuff that you take for granted at the time. So true. And you can't possibly know at seven that like, this is a treat, you know, that you don't, that even just the fact that you don't have to make any decisions all day is a treat. (laughs) I know. And now you never have to unload a dishwasher when you're seven. I mean, my kids don't. (laughs) My kids certainly don't. No, I mean, I probably should make them, but. Oh, and then what book is next? What is the title? Do you have the title picked out or do you have the date or what, what can you tell us? It's called, is she really going out with him? So in there, you know, it makes you think, is she really going out with him? And it's very much quite a straight romance. It's kind of enemies to lovers. It's all the tropes. It's kind of me really having fun with a kind of very classic rom-com. But yeah, more to come on that soon. But yeah, I'm excited about it. And I've just seen the cover, which is really cool. Oh, I can't wait to see. So cool. Well, congratulations. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Thank you so much for coming on. And again, thank you for the hours of entertainment. And I literally sat there like this with like a silly smile on my face finishing the book. And I love that feeling. Oh, thank you. Like It is one of those books. I've got several kind of little messages on it of people. I think it's one of those right time, right place. It kind of really resonates. If, if people are feeling a little bit stuck and a little mm-hmm. bit sort of down on life, they've they've messaged to say it really has resonated with them at this time. So that's, that's lovely to hear as an author as well. That's kind of why we do it. Exactly. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 